Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Ah, here we go again. You were just one of thousands of downloads going on this month here on Growing in Grace. Thanks again for uh, checking in with us. We know that you probably can't catch every single podcast. Life gets busy, but when you feel like you need more, growingingrace.org. We've still got all of our past programs on there. Joel, I'm not sure how long that's going to continue, but uh, it's kind of cool to be able to go back and see some of the things from the past. Yeah, I think that's been a good thing that we've uh, left all those things up there, you know, over 400 podcasts. And we're on iTunes as well, so you just either type in Growing in Grace on iTunes or you can go to growingandgrace.org and there's a link for it. And I'm not sure if through iTunes, if, if it goes back to every single one of them, I'm not sure how that feed works, but... Either way, you could find them all at org. You know, it's the good news that we're trying to uh, share with people here. And so we do encourage you to share this with a friend as well, because the good news is worth sharing. That's, you know, one thing that, you know, we're not patting ourselves on the back when we say that there's thousands of downloads every month. It's, it's a good thing because so many people are feeling the weight and the burden of condemnation, of guilt, of feeling that God is angry with them, of feeling that God resents them, of feeling that for some reason that God is against them and that they need to earn something back with God or whatever. So many people walking around with their heads hung low, or at least their hearts hung low, when they don't really need to, because it's good news. Uh, Everything that God has done for us is good news, and it's because of his great unconditional love, as we talked about a few weeks ago. So all that to say, if you would you know, share the podcast with somebody else who might need to be uplifted with some good news. That'd be great. Yeah, because really what we're trying to do here, at least some of what we're trying to do, I think, is unravel a lot of thinking that has gone on in this man's army. Uh, (laughs) The church world, the religious world, and we're not down on church, so if you're new to our podcast, you don't have to worry about that. But we are concerned about some of the thinking that most of us have been taught, and this is not something that's just been going on for a few decades, it's been going on for many centuries, but here in this culture that we live in today, no matter where you're listening from around the world, by the way, for the most part, people have been taught some things that are just plain wrong when it comes to the gospel. We do not have a market, we have not cornered the market on on truth and what is right, but there are some basic things out there that where we can hopefully help change your thinking like we did uh, many years ago and began to realize that most of what we've been taught in religianity is nowhere near what truth is when it comes to the gospel. There is some, some thinking that just has caused us to... Uh, you know, our, our, project, our trajectory is just way off. We're, we're out there in outer space flying around, you know, and, and uh, we don't seem to have any target. Well, we're, we're trying to hopefully get the target back on where it belongs, and that's the, the cross of Jesus Christ and his finished work. That's right. The finished work of Christ is what it's about. And I, I know it's so easy because, you know, the things that we do, the things that we think are tangible, so to speak. I mean, we can get a grip on those things. We understand the things that we do, 
that we feel are contrary to what we would like to do, what we think that the Christian life should be. It's so easy to see the things that we do, but it's not as easy necessarily to realize day by day and to be rooted and grounded in the fact that it all comes back to the cross of Jesus Christ. On the cross, every single one of our sins was put there with Christ. Every single one of our sins was done away with. I was um, listening to a a radio program, a podcast of a radio program today, where a, a woman had called in, and she just felt that she had lived a promiscuous lifestyle in the past. She had had several husbands. She wasn't living that life anymore. She had come to know Christ and was on the men, and so many things were good happening in, in her life, but she also had was experiencing some negative things in her life, and she felt as if God was punishing her. She felt that as if the, uh, the negative circumstances in her life were a result of God punishing her for her sins. And, you know, the truth of that is, is that all of those sins were put upon Jesus Christ on the cross. It all comes back to the cross. All of them, every single one of them, every single one of her sins 2,000 years ago was put on that cross. You know, God poured out all of, of the wrath towards sin on the cross. And so there's no need for any of us today who are in Christ to feel that God is punishing us or is condemning us or putting us down or causing bad circumstances in our lives because of our sins. It's true. We do things that we don't want to do, and we don't do the things that we wish we would do. But that doesn't at all affect God's great love for us and the fact that we're his beloved children who are one spirit with him at all times. Well, and this is a big deal because um, there's a lot of people out there in religianity, as I like to call it, that uh, are carrying around this this burden of, of guilt, perhaps an element of fear, wondering where they stand with God, uh, not a place where a Christian should be, by the way. This is not based on our performance. If it was, we'd all be in big trouble I mean, because because the standard was perfection. And of course, that perfection was found in Christ. And because we're in Christ, uh, we've been perfected. And so when it comes to something like what you're talking about, Joel, with people wondering about where they stand with God because of sin that they've committed either perhaps a long, long time ago, perhaps recently, this is probably a case of not understanding who you are in Christ, not understanding your new identity in, in Him. And uh, remember that phrase, in Him, because it's, it's really a key component to the New Covenant. But in speaking of the New Covenant, let's talk about the Old for just a minute here. Under the Old Covenant, which has been abolished, by the way, it's been made obsolete, it's been wiped out by Jesus Christ at the cross. It's not something that we as Gentiles were ever under to begin with, and certainly not today. Even though we're not under the Old Covenant, there are some great things for us under the New Covenant to learn about the Old, because it, the whole thing pointed us to Jesus. And it gets a little complicated sometimes. It's hard to follow it. But as we learn more about the Gospel, it becomes a little easier. And so, uh, under the Old, one of the things that went on there, among others, was that they were continually making these animal sacrifices and continually having to confess their sins. And, and they would confess their sins onto the innocent animal, and they would shed the blood. It was all symbolic. It was all a shadow of the real thing. Um, but this is what they were under, this, this burdensome law of this Old Covenant. And now under the New, uh, what's wonderful about it, of course, is the, the sacrifice of Christ this was a sacrifice to end all sacrifices. And the beauty of it now, it ushered in the new covenant 
at the death of Jesus Christ and a new covenant where God says, I will remember your sins no more. And that compared to the old covenant sacrifices that could not take away sin or bring perfection, this one sacrifice for all that Jesus Christ did, did provide all of that, did provide complete not only forgiveness, but took away sin, didn't just cover it up, uh, not just an atonement, but it, it took it away. And this is where we live now. That's right. You know, that is where we live now because for, for many different reasons. I mean, you know, talking about the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, you explained well what happened under the Old Covenant. And then with the New Covenant, again, like you said, through the one sacrifice of Christ, which was necessary for the removal of sins— through that one sacrifice, the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ, our sins were taken away. And then, of course, he goes on to when he died, he was resurrected from the dead. He became alive again, and we were raised again with him to new life. And so not only are our sins taken away, but we're raised into this new life in the likeness of Christ, with his righteousness that's given to us as a gift, that's included in our resurrection with him, justification, the forgiveness has all been taken care of. Everything is new. We're new creations in Christ. It's, we're brand new beings who have the nature of righteousness. And of course, uh, we still live in these bodies, uh, and we have the weight of the flesh that seems to drag us down. And I know that one thing we want to bring out, whether we're able to do it this week or next week, is that the flesh is not necessarily just bad things, but the flesh can be our own attempts, our own good attempts at trying to do what's right. But the thing is, is that while we're in these bodies and while our minds aren't necessarily always lined up, you know, in our thinking, we're not always lined up with the truth of what's happened to us supernaturally, in the spiritual sense that we've been made new creations, sometimes our minds get caught up with the thinking that because we're not performing well, because we're not performing right, then something must be wrong with us. Something must be terribly wrong with me because I just can't seem to get this Christian thing right. I just can't seem to live this Christian life right. But the truth is, is that what we need to do is to let go and let God do what he does well in us. And whether it takes weeks, months, years, or whatever, he is fully capable. He began a good work on us, and he is going to be faithful to continue that work. Well, I'm looking in 1 John 3, where he says, whoever abides in him, in Christ, does not sin. You see, because of this new identity we have in Christ, because we become like him, just as Jesus can't sin, neither can we. Now, that doesn't mean that sin doesn't exist and that we can't give in to the flesh and, and all of that. Like you said, Joel, sometimes, as Paul stated, sometimes we, we do what we don't want to and, and uh, we don't do what we do want to. And, and there, So there, there's that battle that, that goes on uh, outwardly. But inwardly, uh, we've been made completely clean and new and we are cleansed. And uh, the writer of John here, John goes on to say, uh, he who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he can't sin because he has been born of God. That doesn't mean that you're not going to do something wrong from time to time, but inwardly, this is what's going on in your spirit. And by the way, 
Uh, Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. This isn't something that we're waiting for him to do. Uh, this is something that has been accomplished through his finished work. Speaking in, in the context of sin, it's been dealt with. Yeah, everything has been dealt with in that, in that whole realm. And so when we think of ourselves in relationship to God... And, and this is where, I mean, this is where our hearts go out to so many people who don't have this understanding. And, and sometimes it takes years, you know, to really get that foundation built inside of us, in, in, the, in our mind, I should say, and in our firmly established in our hearts, because it is good that the heart be established in grace, not that our heart be established in condemnation or guilt. It is good that the heart be established in grace, and as time goes on, and we continually remind ourselves of the truth of what has gone on in that inner part of who we are, in, in our spirit, that we've been born again of incorruptible seed, that seed that cannot be corrupted, it's, it's eternal, and it's forever, and, it, and it's through the finished work of Jesus Christ. When we get that established in our hearts, and we'll have, uh, we'll have confidence, even when we do mess up. And, you know, speaking of, of messing up and, and the flesh and all that, I mentioned a little bit ago that sometimes the, fle- you know, the flesh, we, we tend to think of the flesh as the evil things that we do, the bad things that we do. But sometimes, like a lot of times, the flesh can appear really good. We'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.